0: You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 39.
1: Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, Voice actor Crispin Freeman.
0: Hi there. My name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. In this episode, I'm going to continue answering the questions that my listeners have been leaving me on the podcast voicemail number. I've been getting so many good questions lately that it seemed appropriate to go through a number of them. For those who don't know, in past episodes, I've given out a phone number where you can call in and leave me a question about voice acting as a voicemail. From time to time, I'll pick the most relevant questions I receive and answer them here on the podcast. Let's get started.
1: Let's answer some questions from you, our listeners.
2: Hi, Kristen. My name's Christian. I'm from Glendale, Arizona. I really love the podcast. It's uh, very, very informative. Even for someone like me who only really dabbles in vocal recordings as you know, something to do for fun, I really find the stuff in each episode really informative and uh, I really find it actually legitimately fun to learn about all the more in-depth and technicalities of what it takes to be a voice actor. So my question is, in fact, a little bit more on the technical side. I own a Blue Yeti microphone, which uh, I learned about through your toolbox section on the podcast website, and while it's definitely not the best for the things that I do with it, it more than gets the job done, but I find whenever I record anything from more extreme vocals, whether it be dialogue or vocals for a song especially, there tends to be points where the microphone tends to peak a lot. And uh, even if the gain on it is turned all the way down. But I'd like to know how I could get around this without having to do too much mixing and mastering with the vocals afterward. So I guess my question would be about really proper recording etiquette. If, uh, if that exists. So, uh, thank you.
0: Hi there, Christian. Thanks for your kind words about the podcast. Let me see if I can help you with your question. For those who may be unfamiliar, clipping or peaking is when an audio signal becomes too loud for the equipment you are using to record accurately. When the sound level exceeds the settings of your equipment, the top and the bottom of the audio waveform can be cut off or clipped, resulting in some ugly-sounding distortion. The usual remedy to this is to turn down the input level or gain on your equipment to avoid peaking. On the Yeti microphone that Christian is using, there is a large knob on the front of the microphone that allows you to control the input level. As with most USB microphones, that gain knob adjusts the analog level of the signal before it hits the analog-to-digital converter inside the microphone. While having only one knob makes volume control on a USB microphone convenient, It also limits your ability to control the gain of the signal once it is inside the microphone. In order to solve your problem, Christian, you're going to have to do at least one of two things. Reduce the sensitivity of your microphone and or increase the distance between you and the microphone. On almost all professional microphones, there is a setting used to reduce the mic sensitivity called a pad switch. A pad is a way to lower the input volume on your microphone below its standard design. This switch is often used when micing a very loud sound source like a kick drum or a gunshot. Most microphone pads lower the sound input by 10 or even 15 decibels, which is quite substantial. Unfortunately, the Yeti microphone does not have a pad switch. While I do recommend the Yeti as a good starter microphone, this is one of the reasons why it does not fully qualify as a truly professional piece of recording equipment. If you are finding yourself needing a pad switch, it may be time for you to consider upgrading to a more professional microphone that allows you more flexibility in controlling your microphone gain. My favorite USB microphone is the Shure PG-42 USB microphone. You can find it in the toolbox section of the Voice Acting Mastery website. I'll put a link to it and any other products I mention in the body of the blog post associated with this podcast episode. The PG-42 USB has a 15 dB pad on the microphone, giving it true professional functionality. In addition, the PG-42 USB also has a much richer sound than the Yeti, partly because of the larger diaphragm being used in the microphone. Your other option is to increase your distance from the microphone so as to lower the intensity of your vocal signal. The standard distance for recording voiceover tends to be about 6 to 8 inches. You can estimate this by taking your right hand and making a fist. Then, stick out your thumb and pinky finger while keeping your other fingers curled. You should be making what's called a hang-loose sign with your hand. In that position, the distance between your thumb and your pinky should be around 6 inches. If you place your pinky near the microphone and place your mouth near your thumb you'll be in a pretty ideal position to record voiceover. If you've already been recording at that distance, try increasing your distance from the microphone slightly. There will probably be a big difference in the volume level between 8 inches and 10 to 12 inches. If you have to record that far away from your microphone to keep from clipping, you will also need to make sure that your recording environment has some acoustical treatment, so that your microphone doesn't pick up a lot of echo or reverb from the room around you. You can also ride the microphone, meaning that you lean into the microphone for quiet voice acting moments and then lean away or back off the microphone when it's time to get louder. It can sometimes help to imagine the microphone as being someone's ear. You would never get right on top of someone's ear and then yell. Instead, you would make sure to lower your volume as you approached and increase your volume as you moved away. I hope that helps you with your recording issues. On to the next question.
3: Hello, Crispin. My name is Lee, and I'm calling from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm also uh, a person who enjoys your podcast. I look forward to receiving them every other Wednesday. Thank you again. I have a quick question. Currently, I do work full-time, and I'm struggling with how to do uh, auditions while away from my home studio. I've downloaded a couple of uh, tape machines, things of that nature, but nothing seems to give me the quality that I need and ability to do a quick turnaround to an audition. As a result, I'm losing on opportunities on pay to play sites that I'd like to uh, apply for. So could you give me some suggestions on how I could come up with a quality audition? Uh, for a paid place site, what equipment I could invest in to make that come to pass. I appreciate it, and um, hopefully you will answer my question um, at your earliest opportunity. Again, thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Hi there, Lee. Your question is a good one, and I'm happy to offer you what suggestions I have. It is true that the pace of the voiceover world has increased tremendously. Gone are the days of agents having a week to get their actors' auditions back to producers. Nowadays, auditions are expected to be returned in less than a day. On pay-to-play sites like Voices.com and Voice123, I have heard that it can be advantageous to respond to potential audition opportunities within one or two hours. Unless you're willing to sit at home waiting for auditions to come in, you're going to need some sort of portable recording solution that still allows you to sound competitive with those who are recording in their home studios. There are two parts to this portable recording equation. Part 1 is the relatively easy part, finding the best portable equipment. Part 2 is more difficult, finding a location to record in that is acoustically acceptable and is not too noisy or reverberant. Fortunately, there is a type of microphone that solves both of these problems, the dynamic microphone. Unfortunately, while a dynamic microphone is rugged and rejects room noise better than a condenser microphone, it is not always the most portable solution. Dynamic microphones need a lot more power than condenser microphones to amplify the signal they produce. I discussed the differences between dynamic and condenser microphones back in episode 11 of the podcast. I also have a list of recommended dynamic microphones in the toolbox section of the Voice Acting Mastery website under Travel Microphones. In order to use a dynamic microphone, you will need to plug it into a device that has a relatively powerful preamplifier. When I travel with my laptop, I bring my Pro Tools Mbox Mini USB audio interface in order to have a portable recording setup. The Mbox Mini has just enough power to amplify the signal of my Sennheiser MD421 microphone effectively. Not all USB interfaces can do this. It's always best to try out a dynamic microphone with your USB audio interface of choice to make sure they will work well together. However, The solution I'm outlining still requires you to have three pieces of relatively large equipment. A laptop, your microphone, and a USB audio interface. While it's not a bad solution if you're staying in a hotel room, it still might be too much equipment if you're commuting around town or are just away from home for the day. Another option is to use a much smaller device like a tablet or a smartphone to record your auditions on the go. This may be what you've tried in the past and found the results to be less than satisfactory. While the built-in microphones on these types of devices are impressive for their size, they are not up to professional quality for recording auditions. The challenge is how to connect a professional microphone to a mobile device. I myself own an iPad and have experimented with using that to record auditions instead of having to lug around my laptop, a USB interface, dynamic microphone, and the necessary cables. At the time of the recording of this podcast, there are a couple of microphones that have been designed specifically to be plugged directly into the iPad synchronization port. One by Blue called the Spark Digital, and one by Apogee called simply the Mic. While both are convenient, They lack the low-frequency warmth of a true large-diaphragm condenser, and I have found them unsatisfactory for recording my voice. Here's my solution. I record on my iPad using the Shure PG-42 USB microphone that I recommended earlier. The secret to connecting them is an adapter for the iPad called a Camera Connection Kit, sold by Apple. This kit contains a couple of small adapters that allow you to plug flashcards and cameras directly into the synchronization port of your iPad. One of the adapters allows you to plug in USB devices. Using it, you can plug any USB microphone directly into an iPad. However, the PG-42 USB requires more USB power than my iPad 2 can deliver. So I also use a tiny powered USB hub made by a company called Plugable to make sure the microphone has enough power to function. The microphone plugs into the hub, the hub plugs into the camera connection kit dongle, and the dongle plugs into the iPad. The microphone, tiny USB hub, and connection kit dongle can all fit in a small microphone bag about the size of a toiletry travel bag. It's a far more portable recording rig than my laptop solution. I can then use a recording app on my iPad like the free WavePad. Apple's GarageBand, or the Twisted Wave app, to record and edit the audio. The only challenge is that I have to find a quieter place to record, since the PG-42 USB is a condenser microphone and will pick up more room noise than a dynamic microphone. Also, because the USB hub is powered, you will need to be near a power outlet in order to record. If you absolutely need the most portable recording solution, and don't want to have to plug into a power outlet, then the iPad design mics by Blue and Apogee are probably the best solution for now. I hope you find these suggestions useful. As I mentioned earlier, I will include links to any equipment or software I just recommended in the blog post associated with this podcast episode, or in the toolbox section of the Voice Acting Mastery website. If any of my listeners would like to call in with their own thoughts, thank yous, or questions, The number is 323-696-2655. Please remember to state your first name and what city in the world you're calling from before leaving your message. I'll also include this call-in number in the blog post. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.
1: You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, Point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com Thanks for listening.